Welcome to the Microbial Secret Society, where David and I dive deep into the microbial realm and initiate you into the Microbial Secret Society. So enjoy our podcast. The first hour is always free, and the second hour is only available to members at microbialsecret.org. So thank you, and uh, let's begin. Three, two, one, and we're live with the Microbial Secret Society. We're live with another episode of the Microbial Secret Society podcast. So this is episode 17, and we have a special guest today. Yeah, we yeah we do have a special guest today, Harry Solomon. Um, he's a dear friend and an elder who I look up to, and um, someone who's like a family man and a, a master artist and builder and and creative person who is inspiring me to build more community and is also connected with a lot of ancient Native American shamanistic practices and connecting to plant medicine. So I'm really excited to have Harry on today. Thank you, Drake and David, for inviting me. I never have done a podcast, so this is really exciting for me <laughs> to see what comes out of my mouth and what you ask me. And um, Yeah, I feel like I have a lot to, a desire to give my experience, um, what I've learned over, I'm 60 years old, um, I have six children and, and seven grandchildren and a couple pieces of land on Big Island of Hawaii that I've been farming and working with. And I've worked with land in California, too, and been around uh, nature connection my whole life, Work uh, picking mushrooms in the woods, edible mushrooms, edible fruit, harvesting things from the ocean. It just, um, me and my kids, our, our biggest joy is to spend time out in nature, you know, and that's where we gravitate to and find uh, our really good connection together when when we're out in nature together. We always want to do that. My dad um, really instilled that into me. He was just a regular working class guy, but whenever we had time, we just went outside to, to either pick something or look for something or whatever it was, just any kind of reason to get out out and spend time in nature. So are you, are you aware of kind of what we're calling the secret society? I'm not too aware. I've heard a little bit about the making these little microbes that are already there, uh, propagating them and, and uh, multiplying them from uh, places that haven't been disturbed into places that were disturbed and to create a rebalancing and to create a natural uh, food from just the nature that already produces it, just to help that along and to cut away the bringing in uh, petrol products and things to have to grow things. So creating healing the natural circle that used to be really uh, strong 
and that has been broken to healing that, something like that. That's what I know. I don't know anything about the secrets. <laughs> I was um, like hearing about how you're always wanting to be in nature. Um, like that's kind of their natural habitat, like the, the microbes and just like, you know, this describing nature as like this beautiful thing, but like the secret society, like these little microbes living all within that nature. Okay. And to, to me, like that being, they're, they're a component of like that healing, like that peaceful aspect of, of what makes nature so, um, so compelling to be out there. All right. Yeah. I'm listening. Well, so, so I, I, it's interesting to me that you, uh, like, it sounds in your rich history, you've been um, communing with nature a whole lot. Yeah, that's where... Uh... In my life, when you know things have gone wrong, or relationships, or had a hard time fitting into society, or depression, um, I always turned to nature because it was, uh, you know, she or he, however you want to name it, um, always there, never says no, always giving, always loving, so beautiful, um, always accepting always constant um, so it's a place where I found rest and peace and rejuvenation a uh, place I could always turn to um, and always can turn to and yeah it's kind of like my battery my healer my lover everything you know like it's wh where I came from and where I returned to so you're saying that like nature is is there for you unconditionally and it's a place where you can always like recharge and reconnect to and and find more purpose and in momentum in in life and um yeah Drake was making the point that it just so happens that out in nature that's where these microbes are is you know where where you're saying that you're going to either pick fruit in the forest or harvest lumber or connect to a water like a water source and you know that that's where these microbes are at in the nature in the wild where that we can collect and preserve and feed and nourish and share and um heal the earth with so it's kind of yeah interesting that you're you're hanging out where the where the secret society likes to hang out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, what I was thinking about is that um you know, we are the microbes too. Just in a larger just like uh, a galaxy. You know, if you take it down to atom size, it's pretty much a reflection. Everything is reflected in the microbe and in the, I don't know what you call the giant. And that we're just basically another form of the microorganisms. We move things around. Uh, we work with things. We network. We transfer. Um, 
So I kind of look at uh, that the, the most important thing I can see is that if we learn to reconnect with each other, you know, that we've lost that connection that we had in an indigenous, natural way, and that we come back to that because through that connection with each other, just like the microbes connect, we transfer knowledge and we come into balance and we're able to make things really harmonious again. And that that's what, through like these looking outside of ourselves, it's kind of like what we're looking for inside of ourselves. So it's kind of like um, we're looking for health outside of ourselves because we want health inside of ourselves. Looking for a connection outside and harmony and balance because we want that inside. Yeah. And that... Um, the vibrational battery force of nature is the whole earth is all one. Even though we have oceans and cities and roads that are, you know, crossing over the grid, it still is one huge battery vibration. And it is where we can draw and have always really drawn our connection and our food from because it's a vibrational food. Just like you could eat junk food, something that isn't healthy, but the way that you eat it and the, and the feeling that you put into it when you're eating it, I believe is just as important as the food that we have a big part, just like the microorganisms, they can eat oil mm -hmm. and transfer it into something good. They, they have that capacity. Well, if we're connected, we're just like them. We can eat anything and turn it into something good. So kind of like that. I follow along that concept of like, if you have really good gut biology, you can eat you know anything and it'll somehow transform it yeah or the way or the the societies in the past they've done a lot of like um, appreciation thankfulness giving gratitude mm. not coming from wanting but from like amazement gratitude of oh my god what look at where i live and from that gratitude, it creates more gratitude and more health. So it's, it's kind of like, like what has been lost is our gratitude, like putting back. Like, oh, you already given me so much, I want to just put back. Not like, I want to put back so I can get more. It's just a different way of relating. And then it just multiplies it's a non-competitive, it's a non-trying to have to prove ourselves. It's just a gratitude. It's a different, we've been programmed for manipulation and conflict 
and that we have to control things. And so that's what's happened with farming and gardening, thinking that we have to control everything and that we have to manipulate it. Um, it's such a big shift in our whole consciousness that's going on, awakening, that uh, you can see it in everything, the way we move, the way we touch the earth, the way we garden. Compared, if you look at a natural thing that hasn't been touched the way it is, that hasn't been manipulated, that it's just in the natural, you see how everything, especially in Hawaii, things naturally come into their own balance when they're left alone. But at first, when things are disturbed, they do all sorts of things, but then all the plants and everything slowly cooperate and everything kind of comes into its own balance, just without anyone even touching it. So our, so you're saying that the microbes without human interaction will just naturally be able to restore balance. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, if we, if we kind of leave things alone, that the earth is just a natural mechanism that will just come into balance by herself. I mean, you know, if you just left the cities there, eventually they would just all deteriorate by the wind and the rain and the soil being moved and everything would just, just like civil. we don't know how many civilizations there's already been that have disappeared and that we don't really need to be scared that we're, the planet is going to get destroyed. I really don't believe we could destroy this planet. I seen here in Pune, five miles from my house, a little over a year and a half ago, volcano erupted. And within like one week, this is a natural occurrence coming out of the earth. Within like a month or something, it took a thousand homes. It took farms that people had built just wiped them out, burnt everything, burnt all the plastic and metal, and then just cooled. And now things are going to start growing again. In a thousand years, it's going to be a jungle again. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's... To be scared that we have to save the earth and that is, the earth is going to be destroyed or that we're going to destroy the earth. I really don't believe that that is true. I believe we can destroy ourselves, but that we're, we can't destroy this earth. She's already destroys herself, covers herself, and then regenerates over and over again. She covers herself with water. She covers herself with fire, co covers herself with smoke, and regenerates over and over and over again. Um, I think she, right now she's communicating us to come into balance with ourselves. She can do, she knows exactly what to do. She's just trying to communicate directly with us. And the more that we connect with her, we'll get the communication directly through ourselves, through our fingers, through our senses. And then through the internet, that's all the information's being broadcast. It's, I know I'm saying a lot, but I'm pretty 
feel pretty passionate about how I feel and grateful. I feel so much gratitude. I'm an artist, and then the more I look around, I go like, oh, my God, the art that is being created every middle of a second and changing in front of me, and here looking at art books, how to do art, it's like all I have to do is like open my eyes and look at the dirt, look at the ground, look at the sky. It's all a teacher beyond anything that you could ever read in a book. And every minute creating something new and colors and combinations and structure. And here we go to school to learn from humans. It's just because we've been programmed that way. Not to think that we can find it right here in front of us, that we need to be taught it through some other society. I mean, the schools teach kind of man, man things. I, I, you're, I think I hear you with the regeneration of the earth and it'll be fine. I feel like one of the things I'm called to do is I read this book, Spirit Walker, and he talks about the future Hawaiians. And one thing that was different in the future was that in this like little 100, 200 year era, we brought all the metal to the surface, all the like nice big chunks of metal, and we kind of just distributed them so finely and so evenly that it, they're only like 500 to 1,000 years in the future, and all the metal has rusted. And to have like a, a dagger, like a steel dagger was like, that's the weapon of the king, you know, and he's the only one who has the metal left. So I thought that was an interesting f future that all... all that the human interaction in this era, this boom, this this what we have here, our, our behavior today, has subsequently gotten all the easy metal, and we mined it so deep with machines that will never have that much power to get that deep to get the surface metal until somehow it, the Earth regenerates that to the surface again. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting <laughs> outlook on the future of of like regeneration, but then also having having the consequence of one species that leaves their mark on the earth. So, you know, you fall, you get a cut, right? Like our human body, even though we regenerate, we're still functioning, you still got that scar. So the human scar will be like the metal's gone in a layer of plastic. Yeah, and, and if, we, if you look at Everything is perfectly unfolding. You know, if the mother created us or the father, God, however you want to, everything is created for a purpose on this earth. Nothing is a waste. And so even us, this is all unfolding exactly as it should. And if it, Instead of feeling like it's wrong, there's something wrong, someone messed up. Something went bad. It's just, a, it's just a conscious shift. If you feel like, oh, I got to worry to make things better. It's kind of like, I have to worry. I have to, you know, uh, be scared so that I can be motivated. It's just a whole different place to come out of. And that's... Um, what the media does, it scares us, it tells us all these things, keeps us always 
so revved up that we can't even be here where we are right now and receive what all is around us. It's like we're, we, we are like not connected. We've lost the, the connection through fear. We've been scared off of the planet. Scared to drink the water, scared, oh, like that plant might be poisonous or not clean enough. All these fears until, no, we'll just only drink water out of bottles or, you know, have to have sterile everything. Um, you know, don't let your kids get dirty. You know, it's like my kid, my grandkids, I try to let them fall as much as they can. So they know what it's like to fall. If you stop them, they'll never learn. And you should see how they can run through the woods at three years old and climb like a monkey. In every bit of their body, they have consciousness, awareness. Their feet know where they're going without their eyes looking. It's a full body experience. They're connected. And that just happens through, you know, like you got to let them touch the fire. Don't be scared of the fire. Touch it. Yeah. Well, they're so intelligent beings they'll learn how close to get and how far to be it's just a self-learning mechanism it's not like it has to be taught it has to let itself learn on its own yeah, yeah. i mean i feel like that's why i'm i'm, I'm blessed in my life i actually I grew up in this Puna jungle. I grew, uh, you know, I, it's reminiscent. That's why when I was driving out here this morning, I was talking about driving like a old Suzuki Neo Geo and just catching air over the bumps and like, you know, that's how I, I learned, you know, I can, that's why I can drive good today because I had that kind of experience here and my, you know, we just wander through this jungle in the, in the bushes and, you know, we, we were pretty safe and my, my parents were like, you know, don't go too far away that you can't see the house. But when I when I lived out here, there, you know, I there were four people on a mile stretch of road, and we we used to just ride our bikes on the street and all that. And today, today, if you tried to do that same thing, ride your bike down eight road, there's no shoulder. You'd it'd be really dangerous. But when I was a kid, we could ride bicycles down that road. Yeah, it's 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 kind of. Uh, Yeah, things have really changed. Uh, we used to spend a lot more time I, outside when we were kids than I see the, most of the kids now. Uh, we didn't have so many things, but there was things everywhere that we didn't have to buy. And actually, small children, I find that they have a lot more fun with other things that haven't been like created for a certain purpose and cr take anything and play with them the way they want. Um, I mean, a lot of times the kids have in the house have the most fun with, you know, a cup and pots and pans that they pull out of the cupboard than some plastic uh, toy. You know, it's just, it, it's really simple. Like, uh, hopefully that we're just, uh, 
each one of us in our own searching and awareness slowly start to wake up uh, and see what that the, the future is now and that everything that we've thought that might happen has really already happened and that it's just time for us to awaken again back to return home We've gone out, 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 and now it's time for us to come home, home, home. And it's just part of our growth, you know, go out and then come back and out and out. So being able to keep life simple and reawaken to our deeper connection with, with the earth and returning back home to it, to learn and to be in harmony with it? Yeah, like like don't put a lot in front of your connecting with the earth right today. You don't have to learn anymore. You don't have to build any more gardens in the future to get there. Like right now, you can just be spend a certain part of your day just being in nature, looking at her, touching her. Um, basically, we're hungry. Start feeding off of what's already here. Find a little place where you like to go. Um, keep on feeding, and, and that'll create the peace right away. Don't make it like, oh, well, in the future, once I have a garden... Once I have time off, once I have a piece of land, all these things, you could do it anytime. And we really need to do it quite a few times, always during the day. Whenever we feel restless, whenever we feel disconnected, it's telling us, oh, time to eat, time to feed ourselves, time to get some nourishment because we're hungry. And especially in this environment, you know, it takes a lot. So we need to keep on replenishing ourselves. So it's something we just do. And the more we do, the better we eat. The more often we eat and the more healthy we eat, the healthier we get. And then we become more like, oh, well, I don't have to learn, live in a certain cycle. Like if I want to take a nap for 15 minutes at 10 o'clock in the morning, and I really feel like I need to do that, I can give myself permission because I know I'm going to be way more productive the rest of the day if I do that. You, you start to learn about yourselves. And you go like, well, oh, it's being lazy. You've been programmed to like, oh, you just have to work straight through. You get up. You have this cycle. This is the program, and don't deviate. And if you do, that means you're not, you know, you're messing up. Once you learn what really is efficient, you'll find that there's other ways that are natural for you that aren't maybe the way other people live. You'll find that, wow, instead of just keep on working and trying to do something, if I take 15 minutes and just breathe, suddenly all the things that I was trying to achieve and figure out come to me instantly. But I could spend days like pushing and trying to figure those things out with my mind and maybe not get as far as just taking a little break and totally letting go 
basically allowing what you've asked for to come instead of keep on looking, which kind of pushes it, holds it off because you believe it's not there yet. Just, it's just little shifts like that. Like, like the world here, as we are heading into the future, our thoughts and our desires manifest faster and faster because things are speeding up. Anything you really want will come to you. The world is almost like a genie. Your wish is my command. If you want to be depressed, it'll give you lots of things to be depressed about. If you want to be upset, it'll give you lots of things to be upset about. But it listens to the vibration of your heart. It doesn't listen so much to your words. Like if you're upset, you'll keep on creating more upsetness because that's what it thinks you want. It loves you. It'll give you anything you want. Your wish is its desire. So it wants to fulfill that. So the more you come into a harmonious place, the more it'll give you harmony. The more you struggle, the more it'll create more opportunities to struggle. It's, it's, it's amazing how this place works. It's not like we've been told. I, I, I resonate with that that idea. Um, with the, I guess the part that I'd like to maybe hear more about is how, how then we have like a, a shared reality and like share, share commons like, like uh, a, an ocean together. How do we share a reality? Like, you know, because I believe, you know, what you desire is what kind of this universe as a genie kind of creates for us. Mm-hmm. And, but then I'm always my, my, uh, you know, and, and I, and I see that in my personal life and I totally get that in my like micro, my, my, not, not even my micro, like my scale of seeing like, but then if I look at the larger picture sometimes of, uh, like exa- example being our, our ocean having, you know, issues where we, we all share the same ocean and the ocean I want to see is the ocean I remember as a child where it's like where I could swim and there were like tropical fish and the the you know, the the ocean felt full of full of life whereas when I, I go swim now I kind of feel like it's it, it's uh um it's it's not necessarily in that same thing and my my reson like I want to resonate and I want to see as a as a genie that that reality but I but I feel as a shared resource like I'm doing my best to to respect the aina like my land my bubble but as I go out into the network and I interact with other people in this shared part of this like co-creation, do you have any in, insight or, or with, with, with that? Like, 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 are you, like, you mean, what can we do together in like a group or what can we personally do to affect everything else? I'm not quite. I mean, I, I, I know the Hawaiians, and what I'm feeling in my being is that we as humans multiply our joy the more we're in harmony with a group of people who are in that joy. 
it's like we become more than just ourselves. Like if you're with five people who are laughing, it's like five times as good as you laughing by yourself. You know, it can be like that. Or you're with a bunch of people dancing, it can be like way more than you're just dancing to yourself. It's just like this multiple because you're become part of each other. And so you're just all multiplied. I think a big thing is for us to learn how to move consciously and that we could move with the earth in our every step how we move the feng shui the way things are the way we move with every step it's very sensitive the more we can learn how to move and feel in just walking to the car and back each word we're saying the more we come into that, the more we can learn how to move together. Because you can create like amazing things with a small group of people if everyone is working in harmony and there's no struggle but total cooperation. I've seen you can plant a field with a small handful of people. It's just amazing when you're all working in harmony. Um, you know, it, that can take... Those are things that indigenous people did. The Hawaiians, they knew everyone had to work together, you know, and then everyone ate together. So all you did is use one fire and you cooked for the whole village, maybe, you know, compared to everyone having their own fire. So use less resources and you enjoyed it more because you were all together. And, you know, it's just, a, it's just, it's like we don't need to create any more technology. We just need to, make the change in the way we are. Um, just like you could eat, have some really good food and you can just eat it really fast and maybe not chew it. It'll just go through you and you'll get some benefit out of it. So what, you have to grow five times as much food if you eat that way, but you can eat the same food really slow. And so then you have to grow five times less just because you changed the way you ate it. It's just really simple. We have such a strong power in the way we consume. Um, it's not like we have to invent any more machines or any more technology. It's just we have to change how we are. Uh, the green movement is just, it's not about like being able to build more green. It's just about being able to live simpler. which I had to do over the last 12 years because I moved from a uh, regular on-the-grid society with running water, electricity, uh, to a solar house that built on a piece of land and caught the water from the sky. And um, so just that and Luckily, I'm in an environment that's really easy to do that. There's plenty of water that comes from the sky, plenty of sun. Don't need a lot of clothes. Uh, most of our the places we live don't have screens. And there's bugs, and even bugs you can adapt to. Um, they I hear people whose chemistry are not adapted to this place will get bitten much more than people who have 
eaten from the land and are more imbalanced, they're not as susceptible to getting bit. I, I guess, like, I see, like, kind of, like, I imagine, like, the Tibetan people, they're not, they're off in this country, and they way up in the Himalayas and all of this stuff, like, this is just my story that I tell me, but they are putting out and holding a vibration that affects the whole planet. They might not be connected to society or going out into groups or traveling around the world that much, but so each one of us is kind of like that, like the, the vibration that we hold feeds the whole vibration on the planet. And that's what's happening. The vibration's changing and more and more people are feeling it. It's kind of like that hundred monkey idea of like when the vibration gets to a certain point or like the monkeys learn how to make the, use this tool on one island and then pretty soon all these monkeys on all these other islands that weren't even able to swim across each other started using the same tool there was like this effect that went out through the the unseen radio waves just like this is being transmitted just like sound travels through the air it's just like the more you can come into peace in yourself the more you're going to come into peace with the whole world and help everyone come into peace have you do you use the I Ching? The number forty nine revolution talks about that. Like a, a change in the outer world starts with a change in the inner world. And then when you bring yourself into harmony and balance, like you know, a complete revolution is, is possible. Yeah, if you can just plant something in the ground, like don't worry so much about recycling cardboard, but put a plant in the ground. I, I feel like that's more, <laughs> more positive than worrying about trying to recycle all this stuff. Like how many, you might have garbage cans full of recycle, but how many times do you put a plant in the ground? How many times do you propagate a seed? Like that to me is like uh, more like really going direct for putting life back in and way more nurturing. Um, so, it sounds to me that that idea is like you're, you're switching from being the consumer of like consuming the cardboard to being a producer. Like you're, you're actually now producing a tree. Like it's, it's changing that relationship. Like we're like, Instead of just like take take take, you're saying like you give give that gift. Like you just put that tree. Like because you you got so many seeds in this one fruit. Like how about planting one? Right? <laughs> yeah. Like right. And use the cardboard to compost it. You know, make some compost for the tree. Feed it. Do the whole s system yourself. Don't rely on some other system to do it for you. Take full responsibility. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. Taking full responsibility for for your sovereignty and being able to like basically just live as simply and gently and harmoniously with 
with nature around you. And the vibration that is within yourself and the peace that you can cultivate within yourself is the ultimately like the vibration that's going to be affecting the world. And you talked about the people in the, in the Himalayans and how their collective efforts have an effect on everybody else in the world energetically. And that could be connected to the to the microbes it's like almost like every collection would be a whole circle of like monks or something in the mountains and i don't know yeah but but yeah i mean you also said earlier that if humans weren't here like like i think it's really fun to be able, like interact with the secret society or the microbes and be able to to do that but i mean i mean ultimately you said that you know if Nature would figure it out without humans, but I don't know. Is is it? I mean, is it selfish to just like pursue like healing the earth in this like specific way of like the secret society and natural farming, or would it honestly just be more beneficial for nature to do it just by itself? I feel like in this time right now is to to cut to the chase to go don't put too many things in front of creating that peace inside of yourself these all these other things can be part of it but don't put those things in front of that peace of mind and that food you can feed from the vibration of the earth right now it's it's there you don't have to create something new it's there It'll teach you how to use whatever it's there. It'll, it'll slowly tell you what's going on, what you need for yourself. You want nurture, you want connection, you want balance, and you want peace. That's what you want to see in the world. You want peace, you want harmony, you want connection, uh, you want cooperation, and you know, and all those things are like part of, you know, that's love. You feel loved when you feel connected. You don't feel alone. You feel like loved. And there is like this huge movement of the machine. Um, I really feel like it's a vibrational shift that is at the heart of it um, and that through that vibration the earth and everyone will come into harmony by itself but it's each of our vibrational change what will make you peaceful right now today in each moment it can be collect going up on the mountain collecting these indigenous microorganisms and enjoying every little bit of it and bringing them down and multiplying it could be just going out and sitting on your lawn wherever you are in the garden in your neighborhood or putting a little seed in the ground, you know, in some little pot that you have on your windowsill. Um, a lot of it is just to get out of the overpowering 
thought and become aware that the mind is basically just always thinking and going and going and pursuing and future and on and on. It's like on automatic pilot. We're just, it's kind of like a runaway train. Uh, I can't really stop it. We could try to control it or we could just do something physically different and still let the mind run wild and just touch things more and smell things and taste, have a fire, watch a fire instead of watch a movie. Go visit a waterfall instead of go out to dinner or something. Uh, you know, uh, if you want fresh water, if there's dew in the morning, you know, fill a little thimble off the leaves in your garden. Fresh water that collected there, and drink the most purest water and beautiful water on the earth, right there. Even just a teeny little drop of it, you know, like it, it can be really simple. Yeah, yeah. And grow gardens and do all the micro, do it all. You know, it's like. I love the microorganisms. I love to see the gardens that you, that I've seen you, David, um, spraying, and the land where I live that you've done, and and the the harmony and balance seem to accelerate, and everything is, you know, just like seems to like be coming into balance way faster, um, and just like all these different things growing at once, and yet it seems like. You know, I'm watching, it's been new, seeing like what overpowers what, or how much, you know, like what's really going on. Uh, I believe that nature is, that, that it really accelerates the natural realigning that nature does, definitely. I can see that the harmony coming so, more into balance through through doing what you're what what you've done. So you're saying that from your observation of um, the different solutions and stuff have that have been applied on the places that you've seen me spray on your land that you've noticed like a growth and more of it like kind of coming into balance with nature and in a much faster way than maybe would would happen like nature would naturally take like probably way longer to do all those kinds of things yeah it seems to like create a like a skin almost like a skin over a wound yeah yeah healing the skin i mean what i've what i observed at from spraying on on your land was was the mycelium network actually being established and it was it was through the rocks and it would go like feet and feet down like at least four feet like a whole or three or like a whole arm's length into it if you're if you dug a hole with the rocks and you could see the whole mycelium on the rocks and then 
deep down in there, there'd be like new soil, but yeah, that things would just kind of grow and like things like a cane grass or something that was like the main thing growing, like after the soil was like remediated and kind of changed a little bit, you know, you'd have much like different, like other things like a Hono Hono grass or something else that would becoming the dominant thing and and that uh yeah it didn't it only it didn't take that long for that to happen like you know a few months or so of spring so like being being an active caretaker and doing skin grafts on these areas that are that are damaged so that's kind of like what's what's happening. Kind kind of. I mean, where where it was was in the fringe of the forest. So it's kind of like right in between where there's forest, and then where you know it's been you know either cleared or overgrown or something. So it's it, it was just kind of like establishing the connection that was like already there. And what I what I had noticed was the like that side of where I was spraying and stuff was like, there's way more forest that's like in, in there. And there was a lot of healthy ohia trees, but then like across the way where the forest was like, kind of like covered around on all sides. And it was just like a little patch. That's where like the ohias and, and things like that would, um, would be experiencing like dying out and stuff where it's just like a little fungal patch. Whereas this was just like connecting the side to this bigger fungal patch that was already kind of there. And then, um, yeah. Connecting the, the, the microbes again to like the health of the forest. Yeah, and then the interesting thing was when I was spraying there, like other people would be experiencing like, fire ants and things and where i sprayed around in the garden and around my cabin and stuff i had never seen a fire ant or anything like that in the garden or had any issues at all but they were kind of taking over other areas where it wasn't maybe being sprayed as regularly or at all yeah i mean there's evidence that that mycelia can control insects in different different populations the the fungal like conscious receptor life network soil interconnected web can like manage insects yeah i would say that yeah actually these invasive plants are actually part of the healing hmm. that they come in in hawaii when you mess with the land they come in really fast and they're the things that will grow the fastest and cover the earth the fastest healer up and then when they come in and do their work, then other things have a chance to grow underneath. And it's a slow evolution, just like the, just like the forests. Uh, when there's a fire, first certain plants come in, and then canopies are developed, and then finally it turns into you know a giant canopy forest with very openness and. Uh, you know, and then that burns down again and makes a whole another layer of soil for all these other plants to go through their cycle. And, and yeah, I think the all these little like pests and stuff are actually part of the system. And the quicker it can 
evolve, then the quicker they can move into back out of there. And so they're done serving their purpose and the, the invasive plants will die out and so that the new plants will be prevalent and um, definitely seems to help accelerate the whole cycle, uh, bringing in the microbes and feeding on that micro microbial level. Yeah, I, I mean, what, one of my friend's theories was the, the fire ants was like the invasive species to drive us out, which were like, because they only show up where the land's like, you know, been disturbed and stuff. They're not in like the healthy forest. And so the, like where we disturb it, they're coming to like be like, hey, excuse me, <laughs> would you leave here? Instead, we're just like getting more poison and flamethrowers and yeah. being like, no, we won't change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually in a lot of ways, made peace with them. Um, it created a lot more conscious of how I move, what I touch when I'm walking, um, how I move plants. Certain times of the day that they move up to the canopy and then when it gets hot, they come down. Um, so I get more in rhythm and like, oh, this is the time when they're going to be up here. Sometimes it's too cold and wet, so just like the living somewhere where roosters, you know, crow in the morning, you start to know, oh, that's the four o'clock rooster. So you're lo a little bit awake out of your sleep. And it, it's amazing how just that little bit connects you with the harmony of suddenly, you know, you start paying attention to the moon cycles or the tide or the wind or, oh, the weather's shifting because I can feel the temperature. Then you just, it's just so, such a more exciting life. Um, to be in, in touch with those things and feel those things as they're happening. And uh, so the, the fire ants have helped me like move a lot different, be more aware of what I'm doing. Uh, I find that if, as long as I don't squish them, uh, that they really actually have little spines that they don't really bite you. It's just this little spine that if you smush them, that they release the stuff. They don't actually go up and bite you with their feet teeth that's what i've heard and that's what it seems like because i'll have them walk on me and as long as i don't squish them they don't put out the itchy poison um, also i find like just a little putting out my life experiences um we have uh these the centipedes over here. And I used to be a, a plumber on the mainland for years. That's part of how I made my money, you know, putting in water lines. And I'm in our houses, and there was always lots of spiders underneath their uh, houses and black widows and, you know, really, you know, brown recluses, things that people are really scared of. And I never got bit by them but i never purposely killed them or destroyed them or you know did anything violent to them and i never got bit and i found the same thing over here with the centipedes a lot of people get bit all the time by centipedes giant centipedes when i see them i give them a moment to leave 
to move. I watch where they go. I, I make sure the only time I got bit was I picked up a board and squished one in between me and my arm. But they don't attack me. They don't try to bite me. They don't come after me when I'm laying down. They, they're not non-aggressive. Um, and so I have a feeling like it's a, the, the way you think and the way the vibration you put out that they're, that um, it has an effect on what happens to you. If you're scared of bugs, I feel like you almost attract them. And if, uh, you know, like all these little experiences, like if you're scared of, uh, yeah, it creates itself kind of like, it's really a sensitive thing, but it can be really amazing how powerful it can be. You know, if you're scared about getting hurt when you walk in the woods, um, you're probably going to get hurt a lot more than if you're not. Little, just little tiny things like that make a huge difference in life. Uh, it's, I think there was a quote from, not sure exactly, but from Albert Einstein, you know, like one of the greatest scientific minds or stuff, and he said that the main question to ask you is, is, is if do you live in a friendly universe mm. or hostile? How do you feel? Is this a hostile place or is this a cooperative friendly? Are you like, you know, does it harmony? Does it support you? Or is it, you know, like a place where everything's just trying to survive against each other? Or is this a harmonious place? So that was the main question to have in life because that perceives your whole life, how you look at everything. And that was like, one of the most important attitudes to really look at um, and see where you're coming from in this life. That's, that's totally righteous. I, um, so, so we're about to get into the second hour of this podcast and just like, you know, our, our listeners out there tuning in, if they're going to join the secret society, they can get the second half, but um, things, things maybe we wanted to dive into. Um, I know you've been involved in like plant medicine, um, and Native American shamanism, and maybe some experiences in that, in those realms and how, how those experiences have, have shaped you. Uh-huh. Yeah, so and I, I know David also has some other things to, to get into and explore, so, uh, yeah, like... You all good? You want to take a keep going for for the next hour? Uh, how do you guys feel? We can take like a little break if you want. Yeah, let's just take a teeny break. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Move a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, that's it for our free episode. So join us at www.microbialsecret.org for the full episode and join the Microbial Secret Society. So uh, may the beneficial microbes be with you. Aloha.